Good words. Amen? Good words. I mean, every day, every service before service, anybody that's volunteering, we pray for three or four minutes, somebody brings a word, and we just always pray that from the parking lot to the platform, that good things happen in people's lives. It's not just about the word preached, it is, but it's also about what's sung and ministry and connection with one another. All of that matters. Amen? And so, Today, as you're here, God has something really good. He already, if, if, as you drove into the parking lot today, something good started from the parking lot to here. Amen? And we believe that you won't be the same as when you walked in, when you leave, and you'll be better. Can you say amen? <clears throat> That's what God's Word does in every way. <clears throat> well, we've been on a series, uh, the... Sundays of February. February is the love month. And we've been in a series entitled The Way of Love. Um, And The Way of Love. And talking about the different kinds of love that the Bible describes. And how to understand the love of God because the success in every other part of your life is connected to your walk of love to understanding, first and foremost, the way of love and how love operates, Um, understanding that God is love, and so the closer that you get to God, the more you understand God, the more you understand love and how to walk and operate in love. And um, I'll just tell you right now, the world has love all screwed up. It's messed up, major, in, in the world. There's all different kind, and, and actually, actually, love is what whatever somebody kind of makes up. You know, people uh, talk about, oh, I love your shoes, or I love this thing, or I love that, and people have really no idea what love is because God is love. Now, when you tell somebody that the Bible says God is love, well, you know, that's kind of hard to understand. Okay, so okay. So God is love, so what does that mean, you know? Um, so in this series this month, and it's not an exhaustive series, but in this series, we've taken Scripture and broken it down for you to understand what love is in a greater way and how to know the way of love so you can walk that way. Because I can tell you that... <clears throat> The walk of love is tied to a stress-free life. It's tied to a prosperous life. It's tied to a healthy life. A love love walk. All of those things and everything else that life offers is tied to how you understand love and what you do with it. If we don't understand love, that God is love, number one, then we're trying to find love in all the wrong places, with all the wrong people and all the wrong connections. And when we find out that God is love, and the closer we get to God, the more we understand love, then these four, these four stages of love, I, I guess because they, as I've been talking about, they, they feed off of one another and they all come from the agape love, which we'll talk about in, in next Sunday. But they're all, they're all 
they all evolve from agape love. And when you understand what we talked about the first week, the storage love, which is a, a love that a parent has for a child, um, <clears throat> when, you, when you talk about the love that a parent has for a child, as a child, you might sit there and think, well, my parent didn't love me like that. I, th- I, think, I think if you talked about all the perfect ways for a parent to love their child, every child could sit there and think, well, they maybe did this, but they didn't do this. You can admit it or lie? No. <clears throat> I mean, you know why? Because a parent does what they can. And every parent has thought that God should have made the grandparents the parents. Because he gave us these little kids at the ages we've got them and we didn't know anything, we didn't know what to do with them. Most people did not know what to do with their children. And so I'm telling you right now, when you talk about a storage love, of a parent-type love, if your parents didn't know God, they didn't know how to love you. I know. They did the best they can because in everybody, inside of everybody, in everybody's heart are the laws of God, written the laws of God in everybody's heart. And so everybody wants to love but if you've never been taught what love is, there's no way to love. You, you, you're not gonna, you're gonna screw it up. I mean, just just take a deep breath and realize whatever you've messed up to this point, it's because of the lack of understanding. Because I promise you, down deep in everybody's heart, they want to love. But they don't know how. So we're learning how to love. And I promise you, when you know God, you know how to love. Where you don't know how to love in these areas we're talking about this month? Where you don't know how to love? It's because in those areas you don't know God or God's way of doing what He wants you to do and the way He wants you to act. You don't know that. So there's no day like the present to learn how to love. Right? Bible says, I love this verse. I love this verse. Every time... I overreact. I love this verse. Old things are passed away and everything is brand new. Every time I get upset with somebody and, or whatever, I may be out in public and, you know, people act a certain way or whatever, I love that verse of Scripture. But what that verse of Scripture has taught me that I don't like having to speak it. I love it, and I love it when I've messed up and I shouldn't have done it, but I like stopping messing up first. I don't want to be in cleanup mode all my life. How about you? We're growing up people, right? <clears throat> so the Eros love, the love that, that two people have for one another that was reserved for marriage that we talked about last week, um, you'll never know how to love your spouse or the person that God put for you. You'll never know how to love them if you don't know, if you don't know God. It's impossible. It'll never happen. That's why so many people are looking for love in all the wrong places, in all the wrong relationships. Does God have somebody picked out for every person? Absolutely so. Has, has, ha, have people married the wrong person and 
then when they get to know God, then the answer is divorce and go find the right one? Absolutely not. Because what God honors is covenant. And when two people enter into a covenant relationship, then in that moment it becomes the will of God for your life because of the choice that you make. And in that moment, it becomes the will of God. And now, as you pursue God, you're able to work those situations out. There's not a relationship between a man and a woman that become a husband and wife that can't be worked out if you press into who God is because God is love. There's not one. I don't care what all the uh, experts say. God is the answer. Amen? Today we're talking about the third type of love is the phileo love. Um, And this is defined as a brotherly love or a friendship love. Um, The Bible says there's a friend that sticks closer than a brother does. There's something about a connection and a friendship And the love that goes with that friendship, it was a relationship that Jonathan and David had in the Bible. We're not going to talk about that relationship, but it was a a relationship where they would lay their life down for each other. No question. Where they not only would honor each other, but they honored each other's families. A love that deeper than you would have with a, a brother or a sister where there's no connection. It's a connection, and that connection comes from a relationship that we have with God. Again, you will never understand what this phileo love, this friendship love really is if you don't understand God. Now, we're going to look at about three or four, five passages of Scripture. I want to look at 1 John 4, verse 7 and 8. I want to read this. Uh, because I want, to, I want to point this out again. But we're going to look at four or five passages of Scripture. And then I want to pray for you today. Uh, and, and I'm going to give you different things that I'm going to pray for you about. Uh, God just spoke to that to me real clearly about praying a release over different people over specific things that are tied to love. And I'm going to show you something today that if you'll get this, if, you'll, if you will grab this, as Josh said earlier today, if you'll engage in this, it'll liberate your life like you've never known ever in your life, ever before. It'll liberate you in certain things. Um, one day, I, I was, several years back, I was having some really difficult joint issues. Um, Brian would work on me, and I, and I would leave the office, and, and all of a sudden, something like in, in different parts of my arms would start hurting. And like when I would just move, it wasn't like anything was out. I could just feel it. And one day, one day, God reminded me of something that I had read about certain foods that you eat and how those foods uh, create inflammation in the body And I read this article that said, if if you will rid those things from your diet, you will will notice where you have less joint pain in your body, if you'll rid yourself of those things. And so, 
I was doing all the other things, and for the most part, you know, I mean, structurally, I was sound and, and good and, and all that, but I was doing some things to my body that was affecting my body in a negative way. So I heard something from God, and it literally transformed the way that I feel, literally. I, I, I'm, I'm a golfer. I've played since I was a child. My dad was a golf pro, so I was raised in the, in the world of golf, and so I've played golf all my life. And uh, there was this period of time where, I, where I'd go play a round of golf, and I'd come and, and literally felt like I just needed to soak in Epsom salt because I, I hurt so bad after 18 holes of playing golf. Today, I can play, and that joint pain that was there before, there's not any of it. So I can play... 18 holes of golf, and I can go play another 18 holes of golf because I did something that the creator of the universe showed me. Now, he showed me from articles and things and stuff that people had said and whatever, but in the moment he told me to do that, it changed my physical body. I'm telling you today that when God, when you understand that God is love, and you understand how to love, it will affect every other area of your life. Sometimes people think, you know, well, I'm going through this financial thing, and I've done everything I know to do in the natural, and it just seems like nothing's working or nothing's happening. What I would tell you is, check your love walk. But you can't check your love walk if you don't know the way of love. Well, okay, I think I'm being nice. It's not about being nice. It's about doing right in every situation, and learning from every situation when you don't do right and go to God and say, you know what, I screwed that up, I promise you I'm doing better, or, you know, don't promise God anything, I probably shouldn't say it like that, don't promise God, just say, you know what, I'm going to do better next time, I'm doing better next time, I'm learning from this, because I'm saying there's other things that are going on in life that are tied to your walk of love that will propel you forward when you're doing all the natural things right. Because sometimes it's easy to do things in the natural right and bypass the things spiritually that are most important. Well, you know, at least I'm not doing this. And it's not about at least you're not doing something. It matters what you're doing every single day. Amen? So 1 John 4, 7 and 8, did you have that up there? Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. So if you're walking in love, it's because you know God. Number one, you got to be born of God. you got to be born again. But then number two, just because you're born again doesn't mean that you're walking in love. The way you, the way you walk in love is you know God because God is love, and you know how to walk in love. And you're going to see it in three or four scriptures we're going to read here in just a moment. He who does not love is the worst person in all the world. He didn't say that. He just said the person who doesn't love doesn't know God. Why? Because God is love. My wife mentioned it earlier, the verse of Scripture, seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and everything else will be added to you. Man, absolutely so. When you learn how to seek His kingdom and learn how to understand who he is and how he operates, then it's so much easier to walk in love when you know the way of love and what love looks like. 
Can you say amen? <clears throat> so, today I want to look at a few verses of Scripture, and I'm going to read these passages in a couple of translations as I, as, as I get to them. Romans 12, let's look at this first. Romans 12 and verse 10. And I'm, I'm going to read these first couple of verses just in the New King James. He said, verse 10, be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love in honor giving preference to one another. Now, we all know and we've read, we read last week and we will read again next week out of, we may look at it just for a second, but, but 1 Corinthians 13 talks about the love of God and talks about the characteristics of love. Well, I feel like this passage right here defines those characteristics in a little deeper way. So he said, be kindly and affectionate to one another with brotherly love in honor, giving preference to one another. Verse 11, not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing steadfastly in prayer, distributing to the needs of the saints, given to hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Be of the same mind one, uh, toward one another. Do not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own opinion. Repay no one evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. If it's possible, as much as... You, as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath, for it is written, vengeance is mine and I'll repay, says the Lord. Therefore, if your enemy's hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him a drink. For in so doing, you will heap coals of fire on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Now, there's a lot said right there. You could spend a long time trying to figure out what all that says, but I'm going to read it to you in the Message Bible and help you. <clears throat> so pay attention to, I'm, I'm, I'm going to look at three things as we read this passage in the Message Bible. <clears throat> Love from the center of who you are. Don't fake it. Love from the center of who you are. Don't fake it. This, this is, that, that was verse 9. <clears throat> Run for dear life from evil. Hold on for dear life to good. Be good friends who love deeply and practice playing second fiddle. Life is not always about you. Now, we've talked about that at different times, but I, I'm telling you today, you, you, you need to spend more time than you think understanding how, what this looks like on a day-to-day -day basis and how it operates. Because most people's natural mind would say, well, you know, if I play second fiddle, then people are just going to take advantage of me and run over me, you know. They're just going to do this and, you know, 
treat me like this or whatever. No, when you, when you take a lower road with people in, in different situations, that's humility, and God exalts those who humble themselves under his mighty hand. Can you say amen to that? It's vital that we learn how to do this. Listen, not try to do this, do it. There's a huge difference in trying and doing. See, doing's going to mess up at times, but then you correct it and keep doing. Trying does it for a little while and gets discouraged because it looks like I'm not getting it right. And then what happens? You quit. Everybody say, I'm a doer. See, we're not triers, we're doers. And when we learn to do what I'm talking about right here, I mean, anytime you're learning to do something and you're making corrections in your life, it's always messy. You're never going to do it perfectly and do it right every single time. And the more you understand that and you get up from a mistake and keep pressing into it and getting better at it, the better you'll get. Because with each mistake and you're, you're choosing to look at God, repenting to God or going to God about it, you're learning to understand Him and what you're doing is you're learning to understand how the love of God operates and what it means to play second fiddle in a, in a given situation. See, see your, your natural mind will tell you and try to talk you out of that, but the more you walk in that and the more you're asking God for wisdom and understanding about how to do that day to day and the more you're doing it, the more you're learning what real love really is. That's what's stopping people from receiving the blessing and the benefits that God wants to get to them. God is not withholding anything from your life. What you don't have today, He is not withholding. I'm telling you, look at the areas. Don't look at the areas where you're being good to people. I mean, you know, pat yourself once or twice, you know. But look at the areas where you're not walking in love. I promise you, those areas are trying to sabotage the blessing of the Lord getting to you. I promise you, because of what God's Word says. Don't burn out. Verse 11, don't burn out. Keep yourself fueled in a flame. How? By keep doing. Keep doing it. Keep staying with God. Keep staying in His Word. Keep learning how to love people and love in situations instead of being the victim. I'll just tell you this. Being the victim is a lonely place. You know why? Because somebody's always doing you wrong. And there can be ten different situations and you're moaning and groaning and complaining about all ten of them, and there's only one familiar component to all ten of those situations, and it's you. It's because I'm playing the victim instead of being a doer. Be alert servants of the master, cheerfully expectant. Don't quit in hard times. Pray all the harder. Help needy Christians. Be inventive in hospitality. Be inventive in hospitality. 
There's nothing, nothing wrong with being inventive in things that God wants you to do in your life, but being inventive in hospitality, being inventive in hospitality. Hmm. Bless your enemies. No cursing under your breath. Yeah, bless you, you piece of work. Laugh with your happy friends when they're happy. Share tears when they're down. Get along with each other. Don't be stuck up. Make friends with nobodies. Don't be the great somebody. Again, you know, again, a lot of people have been trained in life. Suck up to people that can do something for you. What about you doing something for someone else? Somebody else that appears to be a nobody, but maybe the good things in you could make them a somebody. That's how love things. That's how love things. Well, Pastor, it just appears that if I walk in love, I'll never have time for myself. That's what we're trying to get to. You don't need time for yourself. That's been the problem. That's the problem. When you're only about you, and it's all about my little world, God can't be involved. And he wants to be involved more than you want him to be. Don't hit back. Discover beauty in everyone. If you've got it, if you've got it in you, get along with everybody. <laughs> and, and I'm just telling you, you need to learn how to do that more and more and more. <clears throat> Out of situation... A while back, and, <clears throat> and uh, <clears throat> long story short is <laughs> something happened with my car, and I had to take it in, and, and uh, it was about a 30-minute job to fix it. And um, an hour and 45 minutes later, and, and, and I really didn't want to take it where I took it, you know, uh, but I took it there, and an hour and 45 minutes later, I really wanted to give them a piece of my mind for how long it took, and the Holy Spirit said to me something. He said, you know what? Be thankful that they were there, and they were open, and they could take you. Be thankful, and it just shut all that thing down, and then it didn't matter how long it took. I could have stayed there for another three hours. And when I left there and thanked them for taking me, I could see these three service guys and they were all just staring, standing there staring at me. What? Because what did they expect? Well, I'm fixing to type in my... What, I, mean, I mean, these guys were working really hard trying to get to me. They really were, I mean, they weren't just sitting around and doing nothing. They were really trying. But, it, but it's real easy to say, man, I'm sending in a report, and I'm going to tell your, the owner and the, this and that, and I'm going to tell them to give them a piece of my mind. And I didn't. I thanked him, and they thanked me. And I, and I look back, and those three guys, they're just standing there staring at me as I'm walking out. Why? Because the response that they got was a response maybe they've never seen. 
And you know what? It's not because I'm so sharp, because I can tell you I've given some of those other responses. But that's no good. I don't want to play cleanup. I want to be, uh, what, 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 what do you know? Do, you, don't, you and I have no idea how in situations like that, how our lives minister the love of God in a way that can transform other people's lives. I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't even know. I'm not going to go back and try to figure it out and tell them all the good things I did. It's not about what I did other than I didn't overreact. And I did the word. And the love of God shown through those guys. And maybe I'll never ever see them again. But God knows. And when God can trust you, when God can trust you, there's no end to what can happen in your life. Can you say amen to that? When God can trust you, there's no end. The love of God, the love of God flowing through you will cause amazing things to happen. And where you've, it's appeared that you've been shut down in the days past, I mean, the sky becomes the limit. I'm telling you, love is the key factor to you receiving and being empowered to receive all that God has for you, the love of God. Can you say amen? Verse 20. <clears throat> no. Uh, don't hit back. Verse 17. Don't hit, don't hit back. Discover beauty in everyone. If you've got it in you, get along with everybody. Don't insist on getting even. That's not for you to do. I'll do the judging, says God. I'll take care of it. I'll just tell you, God can do a better job of you judging someone else. Our scriptures tell us that if you see your enemy hungry, go buy that person lunch. Or if he's thirsty, get him a drink. Your generosity will surprise him with goodness. Don't let evil get the best of you. Get the best of evil by doing good. That's what love does. That's brotherly love. That's laying your life down for other people. That's doing things that in the natural, your flesh doesn't normally want to do. So we're all in the same boat. Every one of us. Maybe, maybe, maybe somebody's done better at stepping out and believing God and you've walked in love in a certain area, but there's always room to grow. Everybody's in the same boat. Everybody's got to grow in your walk with love. And the more you do it, the more you can be trusted by God. And when you can be trusted by God, God knows He can trust you, then there's no limit to what can come to you. I mean in every area of your life. Can you say amen? John 15, and look at verse 13. John 15. I'm going to read that in the New King James. <clears throat> Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends. This is Jesus talking. This is red letters. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends for all things that I heard from my Father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you, that you should go and bear fruit, and that your fruit should remain, that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. These things I've commanded you that what? That you love one another. 
Notice this. Verse 14. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. So then Jesus is saying, uh, well, I don't really like you if you don't do everything I say. It's not what he's saying. His commands are his word. And when we embrace his word and we see as we're talking about today the way of love and what love really looks like, when we learn and understand what, that, what, what the appearance of that is and then we learn to apply it in a situation, those three guys in the automotive place, I was their friend. You think about it, if I came back the next day and they saw me, you think they'd give me a little attention? Probably. Because I did the word, and so I was the friend of Jesus being a friend to someone else. That's this phileo love. Where I had the right to overreact and treat people a certain way because they weren't taking care of my needs. I had the right to do that. We've been taught that. But in the kingdom of God, we have no rights. When I got born again, I relinquished my rights, but it took me a lot of years to figure out that I had to relinquish my rights. He said, you're my friend, and you're demonstrating that friendship with other people when you do what I tell you to do. It's a different way of looking at it than looking at it like Jesus, well, I'm not the friend of Jesus because I screwed up yesterday. It's not the way he looks at it. Remember, old things are passed away. Everything's brand new. So I can do better today. I can do right today. I can not try to do good. I can do it. You realize you can mess up one day and do right the next day, and God looks at your right. Why? Because to do right when you've done wrong, you have to repent and then let it go. And then be empowered by God to do right even when you did wrong over here. But what most people do, they do wrong. And maybe they don't even realize it, but they focus on the fact that, they're do, that they did wrong. And the wrong is keeping them from doing right things. That's not God's way. That's not the way of love. He called us. He called, in, in that passage of Scripture we read just a, a second ago, he called me his friend. No more a servant. I'm his friend. Man, Jesus likes. Jesus likes Bert. Man, he likes me. Jesus likes me. I mean, Jesus likes me. I'm his friend. And now he's saying, Bert, don't overreact to those guys. Okay? It's been an hour and 45 minutes. It's not like... Your world's so important that you, you know, can't spare a couple hours. Don't overreact. Don't overreact. Okay? And if you do what I say, then the friend that I call you, other people will call you that, and you can call them friends. Can you say amen? That's what he's saying. That's what he believes. That's what he knows is true. And it's true if we do it. And when you bear fruit and you're experiencing it, then you know it's true. And then Hebrews 13.1 says this. The first part of Hebrews 13.1, look at this. Let, oh no, that's, that's all it is. Let brotherly love 
continue. This phileo love, the things I'm talking about right here, the things that 1 Corinthians 13 talk about that are the root of phileo love, let, I mean of, of agape love, let the phileo love be connected to the agape love because God is love. And let those characteristics of love be a part of you. So as they're a part of you, you're demonstrating the love of God everywhere you go. You never have to protect yourself. Every time fear attacks your head and you feel like you have to protect yourself, there is an opportunity to practice doing the love of God. And you have to break that down for yourself. Because my circumstances are not going to be exactly the same. I mean, the principles work the same, but they're not going to be identical, or identical examples because we all live different lives and we deal with different types of people, different situations. Can you say amen? And, but when we learn to understand how to operate that way, those principles, as we've got them in operation, there's no end to what can happen in our life. I'm telling you, your health and healing, your prosperity, your peace, your joy, everything is tied to the walk of love. Everything is. Everything. Everything. There's things to do in the natural to make sure that that's right. You know? You, you can't be a frivolous spender and just act silly and not have... Uh, any budgets or things for your life and think that you can just operate in life and well I'm going to walk in the love of God and God will just take care of everything and I'm just uh, I'm acting like a fool financially no the two have to mesh you do what you know to do in the natural but I'm telling you I'm telling you today that the limitations that appear to be on people in areas of their life where things are not manifesting it's tied to the walk of love he said, Jesus said, everything hangs, everything in life hangs on the commandment of love. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and love your neighbor as you love yourself. On those two commandments, everything hangs, but my ability to love God comes from me practicing on my neighbors. You'll never have a head full of knowledge about what the Word says about love and never practice it and it work. You have to have the combination. Can you say amen? amen. So, today, <clears throat> I want to do something um, a little different. And only if this relates to you, okay? Only if it relates to you. But if you've, if you've ever lost someone, and I'm just telling you, they're not lost, they are. But if you've lost someone, that's, what, that's the way the world calls it, and I'll just use, I'll use that way to identify it. But if you've lost somebody, and there's been grief, and there's been sorrow and things in your heart from somebody that has passed away. And you want, you want free of that? In a moment, I'm going to ask you just to stand where you're at. Not, not yet, but, but in a moment. <clears throat> if there's something physically that has attacked your body and it's been something that's chronic and it's like you've not been able to shake it in your physical body, and you want free of that. In a moment, I want you to stand where you're at. If you've, <clears throat> if you've had, you've been,
praying for somebody, seeing somebody into believing that people come into the kingdom of God and seeing them um, born again and, and come out of strongholds of the enemy. And you've seen that before. And, 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 you've not, I mean, and you've not seen them actually come in. And you're desiring to see them come. I want you to stand up if that's you in a moment. If you've been, if you've been in a constant, seeming like constant battle financially in your life, where you can't get ahead, it's always either just enough or not enough in your life. And you want to see things change where this is concerned? In a moment, I want you to stand to your feet just wherever you're at, if that's you. It doesn't matter. Everybody's going to be mixed together, so, you know, whoever or whatever. If there's, and, and the last thing is, if there's something that you've been believing God for that's not associated with the other topics that I just mentioned right now, and, that's, and, and you know, and it's really strong in your heart, um, and you say that that's you, in a moment, I want you to stand to your feet because I want to pray for everybody on any one of those situations right now. That, that may be the whole room. It may be five people. It doesn't matter. But if you say that's you and you want agreement, I just want you to stand where you're at in a moment. Um, But I want to read these three passages of Scripture first, and then I want you to stand. The first one's found in Isaiah chapter 53. Isaiah 53, and starting with verse 3. God so loved the world that he gave the best of heaven. That whoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. We use that passage of scripture in in encouraging people to get saved. And if there are people that you're believing to be saved, God so loved them that he died for them. That first he gave for them and then who he gave chose to die for them. That's the ultimate sacrifice of love and and passion and compassion that God has had for humanity. And in Isaiah 53, it's Isaiah prophesying about what would happen to this one that God gave for all of humanity. It says, he is despised and rejected by men, Isaiah 53.3. He is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. Everybody say grief. And we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised and we did not esteem him. Surely he has bore our griefs, our sorrows, carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. In all of those different categories that I mentioned a moment ago, you and everybody else that maybe you're believing for or associated in that is all right here. 
Because all of humanity that's ever lived or, ever, or is living or ever will live is included in what was just said right there. Jesus did that. God so loved that he gave. I'm saying to you today that you and I have to learn that God so loved that out of the love he gave. To walk the way that Romans 10 tells us to walk and live, we have to know him and we have to know that giving heart so that our life can be this expression of giving and loving people everywhere that we go. God intended that. That's the hope of the whole world. Nobody's going to change the world. Only love will change the world. So the, love, so the world will change one person at a time through our expression of love. Not thinking of ourselves, but thinking about others. If this was easy, everybody would do it. If this was popular, everybody would preach it. But it's not always preached. Because it puts responsibility on individuals instead of us just looking to God and, well, you know, if God wants it to happen, it'll happen. No, God wants it to happen, but it'll happen when I embrace God's will and do what he says. Can you say amen? The other verse um, found in 1 Peter in the, in, the, in the New Testament, 1 Peter 2 and verse 24 says, <clears throat> verse 23, who when he was reviled, he did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, could have, but didn't, but committed himself to him who judges righteously. He committed himself to the one that told him to do what he was doing. And that's key to us walking in the love of God. To not overreact to those three men that were working on my car. To not overreact at the time that it took, okay, is what he wanted me to do. And when I did that, I didn't get to justify what I wanted to within myself but I let them see the expression of God. I didn't mention God at all. They just saw it. I didn't say anything about God. I didn't go over there and preach to him. You need to, you need to thank your lucky stars, buddy, and get on your knees and thank God that I didn't get mad at you. Come on. Huh? God's teaching us how to walk this way. Hardest thing I've ever done in my whole life is walk in love. Hardest thing I've ever done, ever. Many times didn't want to do it. Wanted to get ticked, act however I wanted to act, and then I'll repent later. Doesn't work. Who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree. We being dead to sins might live for righteousness. By whose stripes you were healed, set free, liberated. And the, and the last verse is Psalm 107. Because what we're talking about is the love of God healing us and delivering us and setting us free. Psalm 107 and verse 20. For he sent his word and he healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Amen? So today, I have these passages of Scripture put together 
These three passages right here are put together, and I'm praying these prayers that I've written out. I'm praying them over you today if you stand to your feet on any of the accounts that I gave you just a moment ago. So everybody stand right now. I don't want you to come up here. I just want you to stand where you're at. If that's you today on any of those counts, you stand in faith. Everybody just close your eyes and you, you know, watch me. I, I like to do this. If somebody's praying for me, I like to do something like this. Because I'm receiving, in other words. My hands are out to receive from what's being spoken. Man, I tell you what, I believe this today. As I speak this over you, I believe for things to be lifted off in the days ahead as you sow the love of God, as you do the love of God, that supernatural manifestations come into your life like you've never seen. I mean, ever seen before. So I'm saying this, just close your eyes and receive this today. If you're standing, you receive this today. Jesus bore your sins in his body, not on his body, in his body. Jesus bore your sins in his body. Therefore, I declare today that you are dead to sin and you are alive unto God in Christ Jesus. I declare today that by His stripes that you are healed and you are made whole in every area. The reason that you're standing today, I declare that you are that way in the name of Jesus. He bore your sickness and He carried your pain. He bore your sickness and he carried your pain. Therefore, as your pastor today, this is what I declare. I give no place to sickness or pain of any kind. Grief, sorrow, none of the things that you're standing for, I give None of those areas, those demonic areas, place in your life. Because the enemy wants to convince you it's never going to change. I say today, there's no way it's not going to change. Because people that are connected to the love of God, there's no end to what God will do and what will manifest in their lives. And all of this is so because God sent his word and he healed you and he delivered you and made you whole Father today we lift our hands in the house and we thank you we're free and liberated people we have eyes that see and ears that hear we have hearts that understand your wisdom and knowledge and understanding are flooding our minds and our hearts to where we know the things you want us to do day to day in our walk of love, understanding the way of love so we can walk in love. Lord, today I believe this and I stand in agreement with each and every one of them. You said if any two agree is touching anything they ask, it will be done and accomplished. And everybody said amen.
Amen. I believe that for you today. How many believe it? Raise your hand and say, I believe it. Glory to God in Jesus' name. You can be seated.